Hello and welcome to another episode of the Thriving Metabolism, where we discuss everything that impacts your hormones and metabolism so that you can take control, repair the damage and lose weight consistently without making yourself miserable in the process. Most weight loss strategies and diets actually do harm to your metabolism, resulting in further weight gain down the road. And it can be a particular challenge for women over 40 due to hormonal and metabolic changes. So it's my mission to empower you so that you and your metabolism thrives and you never have to go through diet misery again. I'm Louise Digby, registered nutritional therapist, weight loss expert, and founder of the Nourish Method to Lasting Fat Loss. Today, we're going to be talking about why it suddenly becomes difficult to lose weight after 40, because once you understand why this happens, it puts you in the driver's seat so that you can regain control and work with your body so that you can lose weight consistently and most importantly, maintain those results too. Now, If you're listening to this and you're under 40, well, lucky you, learning about this stuff in your 30s is the best way to make your 40s and 50s and beyond much easier. And if you're over 40 or into your 50s, then fear not, it's never too late to start working with your body. Now, I've talked in previous episodes about the various hormonal and metabolic changes that occur and cause stubborn weight. And I really wanna hone in on sex hormones today. This is an interesting subject in my opinion because some people don't realize that their sex hormones play a role in their weight management at all. And they think that it's just about counting calories and burning calories. They think that that's all that matters. And then there's also many women at the other end of the spectrum who think that their sex hormones are the only factor and that something like the pill or the coil or HRT is going to balance their hormones or solve all their problems. And the truth lies in the middle. You know, there's much more to weight loss than just calories and there are multiple imbalances that can contribute to stubborn weight, including sex hormone imbalances. But this is a good time for me to let you know that taking the pill or having the marina coil isn't going to balance your hormones. They actually suppress your hormones to prevent ovulation. That's a big topic for another day, but I wanted to mention it because so many women come to me with PCOS or polycystic ovaries or other hormonal problems, and they think that synthetic hormones are the only way to manage the condition. But actually, there's so much that we can do to balance hormones with food and lifestyle, and you're going to get an insight into that today. Before we start looking at what needs to happen to balance hormones, let's talk about how our hormones shift as we move into our 40s. It's actually from around age 35 that very slow and gradual change in hormones begins, and that continues until menopause, which is when your periods stop. So the transition can last around 15 to 16 years. And most don't notice the effects of the changes until they're into their 40s. Some might notice it earlier if they've had pre-existing hormonal problems or if they've been under a lot of stress or perhaps had a pregnancy late in their 30s. So what's actually happening in your body? When you finally stop having periods, your ovaries shut down. It's your ovaries that produce your sex hormones. So as they're shutting down, your adrenal glands, which are the glands that produce your stress hormones, they start to slowly take over the production of the sex hormones. 
And the result of this transition is a gradual decline in estrogen and progesterone and often testosterone too. Now, this is a totally normal and natural thing to happen. However, the decline in hormones can be exacerbated by many things, especially years of stress, poor sleep, hormone disruptors, deficiencies, inflammation, imbalanced gut bacteria, poor liver function or poor detoxification, alcohol, and more. And the reason why these things exacerbate the problem is because these are all things that cause the body stress. And anything that causes the body stress forces the adrenal glands to produce more cortisol. And remember, the adrenal glands are now responsible for producing your sex hormones too. So if the adrenals are having to produce extra cortisol, sex hormone production is going to be down-regulated, which means stubborn weight, insomnia, anxiety, night sweats, to name just a couple of consequences. To put it plainly, modern life messes up a very natural and what should be a relatively unproblematic process. And the reason why this can lead to stubborn weight is because low estrogen can cause insulin resistance and problems with the metabolism of your fats and carbs. Low testosterone can cause muscle loss and muscle is key to a strong metabolism. And low progesterone can cause anxiety, depression, inflammation, and much more. Now, HRT can help because it tops up those hormones, but it isn't something that works well for everyone, especially if they haven't addressed the underlying imbalances or the factors that are causing these imbalances. We have lots of women in the Nourish Method who start HRT expecting it to be a miracle cure. And while it certainly helps lots of women, it isn't a miracle cure. And for some women, things can get worse. So it's very individual. I regularly have comments on my videos and social media posts saying, everyone says that you need to balance hormones, but no one tells us how to do it. This isn't because coaches and nutritionists are deliberately withholding that information so that you have to pay for it. It's mainly because there's no one size fits all approach. There are definitely some foundations that apply to everyone, like ensuring you have enough protein, water, sleep, managing stress. But there are a number of ways in which hormones can become imbalanced. So we have to figure out where things are going wrong in order to tell you how to balance your hormones. So your hormones go through several stages and there can be problems at every point from the production of hormones, the conversion and the recognition of hormones to the detoxification and elimination of hormones. And giving you a load of general information is like throwing spaghetti at the wall and hoping it will stick. Now we're probably not gonna achieve much and you'll be left looking for the next fix. So hopefully you understand a little better why weight loss can become trickier after 40. And the key takeaway here is that eating less or exercising more doesn't work because it's not a problem of overeating or laziness. It's a problem of hormones and that requires an entirely different approach to the diets you've likely tried previously. Okay, now it's time for my favorite fact from the week. And I really struggled to find a juicy one this week. 
there's new research coming out all the time, but I wanted to find something that makes you go, no way, or contains some kind of actionable learning. So as I couldn't find one, I thought I'd tell you a fact that isn't new, but most people haven't heard of. So the fact is this, chopping broccoli and leaving it for 40 minutes before cooking it supports estrogen detoxification. So poor estrogen detoxification is one part of the process where hormones can become imbalanced. So supporting detoxification gently with food is usually beneficial. So let me explain how this works and I'm going to simplify it. Broccoli naturally contains a sulfur-rich compound called sulforaphane, which is anti-cancer, anti-inflammatory, anti-diabetic, and lots of other good stuff. Chopping broccoli releases an enzyme that activates the sulforaphane, and it takes about 40 minutes for it to become fully activated. And the good news is that the sulforaphane is heat-stable, so it will still be there and active after cooking. So how cool is that? Simply chopping your broccoli beforehand and leaving it increases the health benefits. So what if you're short on time? Well, there's a hack for that. Mustard powder contains the enzyme that activates the sulforaphane. So adding a dusting to your chopped broccoli will help to activate it faster. Okay, now I'm going to go through a listener's letter. If you're struggling and need help with knowing how to move forwards, please send me your question to be answered on the podcast by emailing louise at louisedigbynutrition.com and put podcast in the subject. I've got one here that's been sent to me this week, so let's read through it. She said, hi, Louise, thank you for all the episodes so far. I'm finding them so helpful. I've heard quite a few influencers say that women shouldn't be doing loads of exercise. And I know that you've mentioned quite a few times that it's that how many calories we burn isn't important. I currently run every morning for 45 minutes and do a couple of HIIT classes each week. Is that too much? Thank you. Okay, so this is a great question. Um, And it's something that it really depends on the individual. As with anything, um, kind of becoming my catchphrase, it depends, but it does depend on the individual and what life stage you're at and what your goals are as well. You've not included your age here, but I'll assume that you're kind of the average age for my listeners, which is around somewhere between 35 to 50. So what I would say is that doing 45 minutes of running every morning may be fine for some people, but for others, it could be a little bit too much. For someone who has a thyroid problem, is under a lot of stress, um, leaves a very busy, hectic lifestyle, that could be just overstimulating your system a little bit too much. And uh, when we do a lot of exercise, particularly running, it can raise our cortisol levels. So when we're raising our cortisol levels, that can disrupt our sex hormones. As we've spoken about in today's session, Anything that causes our body to be under stress results in in a reduced production of sex hormones. So doing too much exercise can kind of imbalance your sex hormones for that reason. So what we often find is that for women who are perimenopausal, scaling back on the cardio a little bit in favor of 
more low impact or low intensity exercise like swimming, walking, yoga, Pilates is often better um, because it doesn't raise your cortisol levels in the same way. And doing a little bit of cardio is fine, but we don't really want to be doing more than about 20 minutes to half an hour if you're someone who is very stressed or has a thyroid issue. And we also want to be swapping some of that cardio for strength training as well, because what you're doing at the moment depends on what is involved in your hip classes, um, because some hip classes are more weights focused rather than cardio focused. But in your hip classes, you want to make sure that you are doing some weight focused work as opposed to more cardio. It will still be cardio doing um, you know, weights as part of a hip class, but it's a much shorter time frame, so it isn't as stimulating for your body. So, more strength training, making sure your hit classes are focused on strength training, and reducing the duration of those runs is probably going to be helpful for you. So, I hope that's helpful, and that you know what you need to do to move forwards. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you'd like to talk to me about anything that I've discussed as part of this episode, then you can reach me on Facebook or Instagram by searching for at Louise Digby Nutrition, or you can email me with your question to be answered on the podcast by emailing louise at louisedigbynutrition.com. If you're enjoying this podcast, then please head to wherever you get your podcasts and follow and leave a five-star review. Thanks and I'll see you next time.